0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Round the Outside here on the Speed and Shoot podcast. Um, today, we'll be giving our thoughts on the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix last week, as well as giving our little preview prediction on uh, the Australian Grand Prix coming soon. So, I'm Adham, joined by Ekin once again. And yeah, how are you today?
1: I am ill.
0: Yeah, to be honest, we're yeah, both a bit ill. That's I'm why Ill. we're a bit hesitant on. Recording yeah, this, but <laughs> we've we've delayed it and pushed it back, but it just has to be done. To be honest, I went to see uh, my doctor. His name was uh, Mattia Bonotto. Oh yeah, that guy. You and, referred um, him to me. Unfortunately, I just haven't got any better. He told me to um, uh, he told me to down a pint of milk as my um, solution to this, and it hasn't really worked.
1: One of them told me to box for hard. Box um, hard. But you were already in the you know, in the doctor's room. So I couldn't. I just had to wait there.
0: Exactly. So to be honest, none of us are better. Yeah. Uh, neither of us are better. Sorry. And uh, we're going to record it anyway. So hopefully it sounds all right. Um, so let's start with our thoughts on Saudi Arabia. So what have we given the race in terms of rating?
1: Saudi Arabia, we have... Um, this was more joint for this race. So we both just said eight out of 10. Uh, you could take it away. Yeah. I mean, one. I
0: thought it was definitely a stronger race than Bahrain. Definitely more office seat moments. Um, honestly, the Alonso Overtake... On Perez to start the race was enough for me that, I know we're yeah, only two races excitement. in but
1: Alonso's just Alonso's great he's the guy yeah he's the yeah, guy yeah, um,
0: yeah I, overall I thought there was more action more interesting obviously there was a safety car which spices it up a bit so yeah I mean the fight at the lead was exciting at the start but it sort of tailed off so I sort of settled for an 8 but yeah good racing and Jeddah has proved to be another successful um, track for Formula 1 with three great races so far
1: I mean yeah, it's... What was it? The fastest street race? Fastest uh, street track, yeah. Fastest street track, And I yeah. genuinely
0: think it's a great... It's a brilliant track.
1: It is great, yeah. And, I mean, those cars under those bright lights as well. Like, just, Formula One at night is just it's amazing. It's a
0: spectacle. I love it. Yeah, it's um, just a sight you can't forget. But, so, um,
1: yeah, if you're ready, we'll move on to the top three drivers.
0: Yeah, I think that about covers it, to be honest. Um, <coughs> so, top three drivers. So, I'll try a bit about Perez first, who obviously won the race. Before you start, um, can
1: I just say, he's he is the... um king of the streets he is the street circuit street king yeah Yeah. (laughs)
0: um for some reason Perez always shows up in a a street circuit at least once a season um I think he's just a bit more daring to go closer to the walls um and I think that gives him the edge both in qualifying in the race obviously Verstappen's engine uh or I don't know if it was the I think it was the drive shaft in qualifying that Screwed him up. So who's to know how it would have finished if he did have yeah, a proper yeah And he was
1: um he was complaining about it in the race as well, uh, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he did mention that. And the team just said, "Carry on. It looks yeah. alright." Yeah, yeah. And obviously, we Verstappen checking. doesn't really like
0: getting yeah told. <laughs> like, <laughs> obviously, he's the driver. So yeah, I, I, that, he wasn't very happy after the race. You could tell, but um, you know. At the end of the day, some people will praise a mentality of not happy unless you win. So fair enough to him. Yeah. I mean, um, it's another
1: Red Bull one-two finish. One-two. Uh, it wasn't a one-two start actually this race, but it's just yeah. another. It
0: would have been. Yeah. It, it would have definitely been. Yeah. But Um. Yeah. So Perez has gone for the first driver second. Verstappen. Obviously, we mentioned his his issue in qualifying from, from P15 to P2. Exactly. Obviously, yep. it helped out a bit by the safety car, but you can only you can only take advantage of what's in front of you. So obviously. Great drive for him. Exactly. And um, finally, I've gone for Magnussen. Now, there was a couple of contenders. Obviously, we could have gone for Alonso as well, who had an impressive weekend. Um, I just, I had a lot of respect for Magnussen's <coughs> drive because, oops oh, <laughs> a bit of a cough there. Bonotto's at it again. Um, but yeah, although Magnussen didn't jump up that many positions, I had a lot of respect for how, until the final lap, he was still fighting for that final point. So, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, it's just a point. It's not particularly impressive. But I think to have that kind of drive at the end of the day, as Martin Brundle says, it's a world championship point, which means that, you know, that it could make the difference at the end of the season. So, mm. yeah, I think it's definitely impressive from Magnussen to fight until the final lap when he made the overtake.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that just brings us on to the three disappointing drivers, doesn't it? Now, that's so. So what do we go for? We went for Perez Verstappen, uh, Magnussen for the top three. Yeah. And um, uh, and for the three most disappointing drivers, you've gone for what?
0: I've gone for Bottas, so I think he'll be quite disappointed with how his race panned out. Got lapped in the end. I think he was the only car to get lapped. Mm-hmm. Um, especially after the safety car, and yeah, he has high standards, and he won't be happy with the start of the season so far. I don't think. Um,
1: I could see signs on there as well.
0: Yeah, signs. I mean, signs is a weird one because although the Ferrari is not particularly fantastic at this point in the season. I think he'll be disappointed to have moved backwards in the finishing order uh, and also to be so close to Leclerc, who had that 10-place grid penalty. So um, I think overall he won't be satisfied. Not that he had an awful race. I just think, personally, he won't be very happy. And then finally, we've gone for a... (laughs)
1: Lando Norris. Poor Lando. I I do feel, yeah.
0: I think McLaren are the new Ferrari in terms of the memes um, because although Ferrari haven't really done as poorly as as last season in terms of decisions, the car just isn't as fast. So I mean, it's less fuel for me. Piastri things. as well
1: was saying he can't wait to show off what he can do, but so far...
0: And unfortunately, the start of the race was a yeah. bit of a nightmare, but Piastri finished better, so I ended up voting for Norris for disappointing yeah, drivers. Yeah, of course, yeah. So for two best teams, obviously uh, Red Bull.
1: Yeah, before we carry on to the two best teams, one thing we do have to talk about is um the sort of what happened with alonso uh, and the podium at the end the race oh the race God. ended they <laughs> that gave was it to so the race ended he went up third on the podium and then after the podium you know talks and celebrations was over they then said no okay it was russell and then russell got the trophy the silverware and then how how long after was it was it like, i think
0: i checked my phone uh, i ended up i was cuz i remember flying. i sent it to you quite late didn't i i was flying was. to the airport not yeah. flying to the airport. I was going to the airport in the morning. I woke up, I checked my phone, and the podium's gone back to Alonso. Yeah,
1: so so they gave it to Russell after the podium celebration everything was done, who, who then had to give it back to Alonso.
0: Yeah, so here's how I so, imagine it panned out. So Russell's flying back home. Um, he gets a call from the FIA that says, look, mate, turn your plane around and uh, yeah, head back because Alonso's waiting for his trophy um to which Russell he acted all cool about it in the media he was like you know Aston Martin deserved it I'm not particularly thrilled with this podium or whatever but you know we'll take it and then at the end when he had to return he was like it went to the right driver but I feel like inside he's a bit disappointed yeah
1: I mean did you do you you remember when um he refused to move out the way for Hamilton because he thought Alonso still had a a serve. five second penalty. Yeah, he thought yeah, he still, I, even though I he already think served that it.
0: Russell might start to get under Hamilton's skin a little bit. I could see that happening as well. Yeah. Because at the end of the day it was clearly the better thing I to mean, do to let Hamilton through there because he was on the medium tire whereas Russell was on the hard.
1: I mean Russell's a great, you know, up and coming young driver who right now is world car- world class quality. Yeah. Um and obviously Hamilton is like Hamilton's had his, you know,
0: You'd say his best days Yeah, his them. best
1: days. And now I think Russell's sort of wanting Hamilton to just let him become the number one driver slowly. You know what I but, mean? I uh, think Russell I sees mean... himself as the number one driver.
0: Yeah, I mean, Mercedes has said publicly that they don't favour one driver over the other. But I think subconsciously in the past, it's always been, you I know, mean Lewis Formula one, the number one.
1: A race, well, any sport that has more than one person competing for the team at once, there is always going to be a bit of, you know... It yeah. could, you could even use any sport for this example. Football, if, if two strikers are in, one striker might. And have I'll
0: to... say there's no number one striker, but there yeah, clearly is one. Exactly. They, they,
1: sometimes in sport, when two people need to work together, they kind of want the fame to themselves, and that's I think. To be fair, I could see what Russell was saying when he didn't want to let Lewis through because he was time, on Alonso. However, did he know Alonso has already served it? Yeah, or was I mean, he just using took, the that? team
0: told him. Yeah. At the end of the day, Hamilton's not going to come out publicly into anything because he's the, you know, the level-headed guy in the media, and he'll yeah. never say anything. He used to not be like that, but you know, he's matured now. Um, but back, anyway, so, back to the
1: point that that was a quite a big side side conversation. But <laughs> yeah. um, right, back to what we were saying: two best teams, right? Red Bull and Alpine. Would you so, like to explain?
0: Uh, I'll let you talk about Red Bull first, you know. Wanna...
1: Well, I mean, there's nothing really quite self explanatory, isn't it? Like I said earlier, another one two finish for Red Bull. Yeah. Uh Verstappen started P fifteen, ended P two. Perez started P one, ended P one. Like I mean it's just Yeah. You can't really say anything bad about them, if you know what I mean. And and uh if what Verstappen was saying was true he was still driving with a you know a drive shaft problem.
0: Then he might have even won the race. Uh right.
1: he I mean for like to get P two with a problem with your car is still great. Exactly. You know what I mean. Even though
0: he won't be happy about it, but that's just Max Verstappen. Oh yeah. I mean, um, what,
1: did you see that? Um, after they both finished the race, Verstappen and uh, Perez, when they went into the, you know, I forgot. I the don't cool know what it was down called. room. <laughs> yeah, and then he was saying Perez was saying sorry. Either Perez was saying to Verstappen, or Verstappen was saying to Perez, didn't the team ask you to just keep your pace? Yeah. Because uh, at one Cause point, there was
0: a bit of confusion with the team telling Verstappen or Perez to do a certain to target a certain lap time even yeah. though they were already doing it I think. I'm exactly. 100% I mean
1: sure. Yeah, I can't like I said I can't remember who but one of them got told to keep the pace uh which they had to sort of have a re- very light debate about after the race but the race was already over Red Bull 1 2 finish. Yeah. There's, I mean I'm yeah. still
0: waiting for I was really looking forward to hopefully seeing Verstappen catch up to Perez and see how hard they would fight each other but obviously um I mean I it's for the win happening. isn't
1: it so maybe they you could argue, maybe they should have yeah I gone mean, for each other we don't, it's not it's not like uh you know points and like tenth p like p ten or it's not like a i don't know p five and p four races yeah, it's a a race the to win. win, yeah
0: so yeah i I do want to wait and see what happens when they actually do fight because I think that'll be interesting for the other team, I've actually gone for Alpine, I think they've gone under the radar a bit, but um a solid weekend for them, two points finishes, drivers will probably be happy. Uh, except for the one that finished below the other, which I can't actually remember off the top of my head. But both of them were in the points. So yeah, good job for Alpine. And let's move swiftly on to the clowns of the week. I mean, the two most disappointing teams. That's Uh that's not what you wrote there. You wrote two (laughs) worst
1: teams. (laughs) Two worst. All right, go on. on, on. So
0: it's it's sort of the punching bags at the minute. It's Ferrari Uh and McLaren.
1: Ferrari and McLaren, yeah. You said earlier McLaren are um, turning into the new Ferrari.
0: Yeah, in terms of being the the meme fuel. I mean, Ferrari is mean, just disappointing because I think they were definitely on for a better finish. The timing of the safety car was not ideal, especially because I think they actually had a smart pit strategy beforehand. Um, but sometimes these things aren't in your control. But I obviously, mean, it's disappointing.
1: We said in, I think, our first episode, uh, I mentioned when we were talking about the Bahrain Grand Prix, uh, I said Paul Leclerc, because like, this stuff isn't his fault and he is a good driver. yeah. Um, but, for example, him taking that 10-place grid penalty wasn't his fault. It's because Ferrari couldn't, you know, they changed their energy stores. And uh, the first race where his car stopped working, like... Um, Again, it's like, not his fault. Yeah, like like we've been saying, if any of these big teams, you know, main drivers were to move on, for example, let's say, just talking, you know, for the sake of it here, if Hamilton was to move on, I can see Leclerc leaving Ferrari and taking that
0: Do you think
1: position. I can see that.
0: I think... Leclerc is Ferrari's sweetheart and he will stay there until he wins a world championship. Even think... if he has to fight through tooth and nail, I just, I can't see him in any other teams overall. So I just can't.
1: I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see, obviously. like yeah. I mean, like I said, he's a good driver. Ferrari do have fast cars. They just need to be, you know, um, just needs to be more strategic. I mean,
0: about... let's be honest, this year, their car doesn't look impressive at all, to be honest. Mm. It's, it's, it's about level with the Mercedes worse than the Aston Martin. I mean, if you compare this to this point last year, when Ferrari probably had the best car with Red Bull in second, it's, it's the opposite of progress really. And I don't think that it's the start that Vassil would have wanted, but at the end of the day, you've got to give the new management team a couple of seasons and then you can judge them after, to be honest. Um, Obviously we've gone for McLaren as the other disappointing team because. uh, Yeah. I mean the first
1: race and second race, they've been um, bottom of the grid, haven't they?
0: Yeah. I mean, Piastri got into Q3, so well done to him, fair play. Yeah. Um, I do see Piastri,
1: like, I mean, I do see him being a very good driver. Yeah, Q3. I mean... He's a great know, driver people's... now, but I do see him doing some,
0: you know... The big, like... The big question was, if you put him in the F1 car alongside Lando Norris, how would he fare? And I think so far he's had the better start to the season. It's not Norris's fault per se, but, you know... Yeah. You can't fault Piastri for doing better. Um, exactly. In terms of the start, obviously the McLarens made contact. They both had to pit. It was a bit of a meme, um, but yeah, I, I think that's enough pain for the McLaren fans. I mean,
1: in a race where if you have to pit within, you know, the opening few laps, then obviously that just puts you at a big disadvantage for the rest exactly. of the race, doesn't it? Because it does. everyone else gets a twenty second lead, you know, yeah. a few and laps into the race. For a
0: safety car, and even with the safety car, You'll they still, still weren't the able to take advantage. So, yeah, yeah McLaren for the other team. In terms of overtake on the race, I think this is pretty unanimous. It was definitely the most exciting part of the race. Yeah, turn um, one
1: at the beginning of the race. Turn
0: one, Alonso yeah. on Perez. I, I was literally so excited when that happened.
1: We said Alonso had the best overtake in Bahrain as well for turn 10 on uh, Hamilton, and oh, now Hamilton. he's now he's done the best overtake. Yeah, so
0: he's doing good with the overtakes. Obviously, yeah. it didn't I mean, he's a, he's
1: a seasoned driver. He knows yeah. what he's doing. It's not his first race, is it? Like,
0: Unfortunately, he can't park his car in the grid correctly, but... <laughs> um the overtake was was quite good it was definitely the most exciting race uh part of the race for me anyway um so yeah i think that about concludes our thoughts on the saudi arabian grand prix
1: right so moving on now uh to the up and coming uh race this weekend the australian grand prix now first of all we've gone for a six out of ten for the track rating um i i do quite like this race i'm gonna be honest with you what do you think of it
0: it's in the land down under and i think it's um, it's definitely got a good reputation. This track and this Grand Prix weekend in general. I just think the tracks. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't promote overtaking. If you ask me. Obviously, it got reprofiled last year, and we were expecting quite a big difference. They ended up cancelling that fourth DRS zone, um, and I just don't think it produces the quality races that that we need from a, a track as uh, as popular as this one. So I've given it a six out of ten. Um, there's, there's potential there. Um, I just haven't seen enough yet to give it any higher, to be honest.
1: I mean, I can't see this race being boring. Um, however, you know, I'm not really expecting it to be the most exciting race on the grid either. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and see how it goes.
0: Yeah, we'll wait and see. But as of right now, I've given it a six. Um, so qualifying prediction. I mean, it's unanimous. It's always going to be Verstappen on pole position unless something goes wrong with his car. If you ask me. Yeah. Um, I've gone for Leclerc second. Um, okay. Um, do you agree?
1: Do I what, sorry? Do you agree? <laughs> Leclerc second. Now, I can see it happening. However, I won't be surprised if it doesn't happen, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I mean, right? I think in qualifying, Leclerc always has a bit of an edge. He's a bit mm-hmm. of a qualifying king. Um, and as long as Ferrari doesn't have any issues, I think he's always in the f- in the fight for top three, at least. Um So yeah, that's why I've sort of gone, and I think Ferrari has stronger qualifying pace than Aston Martin. Um, But obviously, I think Aston Martin has the better race pace.
1: Nice, so now moving on, uh, race prediction here. I see you've gone for Verstappen P1, Alonso P2, and Leclerc P3. Yeah. So the same as as the qualifying front three, except Alonso overtakes Leclerc.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a bit boring considering I don't, unless something exciting happens, I don't see it changing too much. The only thing is, as I said, Aston Martin has better race pace than the Ferrari as it stands. Um, so I think that that overtake will become possible from Alonso. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, that's a pretty interesting I mean, podium.
1: If Alonso goes free for free for best overtakers the race, then,
0: then you're like, yeah. going to hand him an award. Um, yeah,
1: you might just need a new nickname Alonso but... the overtaker. You know, he'll be, he'll be <laughs> great. Like, um, I see for the best team, you go for Aston Martin. Now, why why Aston Martin if you can only see Alonso on the... What do you, um, what do you think of... Let's Let's talk about Alonso's teammate for a second, Lance Stroll. Do you think... Because how do you think he went... How do you think he did in uh, Saudi Arabia?
0: Yeah, he was in a strong position. Definitely was looking to finish round P4, P5. Um, So, yeah, I definitely think Lance has had a strong start to the season, especially with his uh, wrists and such
1: i mean yeah for having two broken wrists he's you know he's quite good
0: yeah for a potential uh definitely strong points finish in bahrain as well as the potential of doing it again in saudi arabia i can see him finishing fourth or fifth this race that's why i've gone for aston martin for the best team
1: just just quickly we we have to mention it um do you think the position he stopped was concerned for a safety car to be called out
0: i think as soon as you see a car stopped on track in a track like jeddah the safest thing to do is pull the safety car out because, he wasn't, especially,
1: he wasn't really on the track though, was he? he I know w- he was I off know. the side. He he was right next to the marshals. In fact, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, I. You could argue that it was pulled out a bit prematurely, but I think at the end of safety the day, is the safety is do. always you know the and main especially concern. especially a track like Jeddah, I mean, we talk about how great it is, how exciting it is, but it's also quite a dangerous track. Of course, it um, is yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm not gonna blame the FIA too much for that one.
1: No, no, the um, I mean. Obviously, we were watching it together. You heard his race engineer sound quite desperate for him to stop. And um, before, before I, th- I don't even think Lance knew what was going on. He just immediately slowed down, pulled it to the side, and stopped. Because yeah. um, I mean, if you're racing at that pace, you get you get um, told in your ear by a race engineer, "Okay, stop immediately." Then obviously, the first thing in your mind will be, "Okay, I don't know what's going on, but I, I am going to stop." Just yeah, you know, just in case exactly. it could be something bad.
0: Um yeah i think they predicted that something dangerous was going to happen if he didn't stop the car um but yeah i see stroll having a stronger weekend and i see um obviously alonso getting on the podium so yeah i've gone for Aston martin for the best team i thought the pain for the mclaren fans was going to be over this episode but you've gone for worst team uh for the, the australian Prix as well <laughs> I'm sorry McLaren fans, but I I know there's an abundance of you, but to be I honest...
1: would not be surprised if finished bottom of the um uh, if they finish bottom of the grid this race as well. Yeah, I'm I gonna mean be completely honest. until
0: they bring the upgrades in, I I just I don't know, man. I don't see where they're going to do better than than Alpine, where than then Mc- uh, oh, I nearly said McLaren, then Alpine, and Ferrari, then Aston, the Mercedes, the Red Bulls. You know, I don't see where they're going to pick up points, and I think for McLaren to have both cars out the points is enough to say that that will be a very disappointing weekend for them.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what more's on this? You've gone for a, a shock prediction, uh, and I can see it's for the um qualifying session, correct? Yep. So, would you like to say that you've gone for signs out in Q one? Yeah. not Q2 not Q1 Q so you I, think he's not gonna
0: Science doesn't have the best relationship with the Australian Grand Prix I mean you look at last season what happened gravel trap um, and I think that there'll be a Ferrari mishap and it'll be Science instead of Leclerc you think once. the smooth operator is gonna the strike again the smooth operator will be not operating at his optimum and I've just gone for you know with these shock predictions you have to go a bit out there and I think of course, I mean, shock um, prediction. I'll look like an absolute genius if it happens, and you can laugh at me in the next race review if it doesn't. But yeah, I've gone no, for. I that. I mean,
1: yeah. Have you? Uh, do you think what? Do you, what do you think of? We have to talk about Mercedes. What do you think they're gonna? Do you think they're just gonna live up to expectation, or do you think they're gonna uh, shock people? Mercedes,
0: or? I you, I really think you have to wait until that upgrades come in because, to be honest, at the minute the only way they make a podium is if the Aston Martin's DNF, Red Bulls um, finish actually yeah for them to get a podium obviously you'd assume Red Bulls would win you'd need the Aston Martins to DNF or have a bad race you'd need the Ferraris to be Ferrari Um, and at the minute I just don't see the pace from them at all and I don't think it'll be better on a street circuit um, like Albert Park which is a bit more bumpy than Jedi I think it's the Australian one what did I say you said Jedi you're talking about a street circuit yeah, Australia is a street circuit. Yeah, but you mentioned Jeddah, didn't you? Yeah, I said Australia is a bit more bumpy than Jeddah. Oh, my bad. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. After I said I think, I'll just cut it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think that concludes our predictions for the Australian Grand Prix. Um, should be an interesting one, but obviously I don't expect too much from it. I think... It's a it's a decent race.
1: I, I really do look forward to our our podcast after the race to just see how stupid we sound or how smart we sound in these um. In I mean yeah, we're not
0: Formula One experts, we're just <laughs> fans who wanted to give our voices um a try on the internet. So here we are. But I don't think our cold was too bad.
1: Well, I mean Yeah, it could it could have been worse. It could've but... been worse.
0: <laughs> I might have to call Bonotto and apologize, but yeah. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and, uh, yeah, we'll see you after the race for our little review. See you next time.